Coaches Off The Cuff podcast with me, your host, Michelle Walker. This podcast is for anyone who wants to gain first-rate information on how to achieve your dream body. I want to expand your understanding on the health and fitness industry. This podcast will feature fitness professionals and we will delve into everything you need to know about health, nutrition, exercise and something I'm passionate about, bodybuilding and bro science. So sit back, relax and enjoy. So hi, Jamie. Welcome to Coaches Off The Cuff. It's honestly my pleasure to have you on board and I know the listeners here are going to take so much value from this um, as we've got a lot to talk about and I am sure we're going to go off the cuff with it as well. Um, So do you want to introduce yourself to the audience and just give us a little brief instruction who you are? Yeah, sure. So uh, thanks for having me. Um, So I am a personal trainer and online coach. Um, I'm also a recent graduate from University of Biomedical Science. Um, Yeah, just been training for about six, seven years now, like weight training, obviously doing lots of different fitness things all throughout my life, mainly football background. Um, Yeah. That's amazing. So what, what kind of clientele do you work with, Jamie? So work with a work with a range, but kind of the main the main clientele I work with tends to be like um, fat loss and like for trying to body transformation type training, mm-hmm. as well as a couple of people who want to like bulk up and get stronger and a bit of strength training involved as well. That's kind of the main area that I'm looking at is more body transformation. Yeah, awesome. I love what you've put on your profile at, at, at the beginning on your bio, to be fair. You know, it is literally you in a nutshell, isn't it? You know, to help yeah. to help achieve, I've got it written down. I'm going to read it <laughs> to help people achieve their dream physique, which is awesome, and the mindset without missing out on life. So, I mean, that's just perfect. You know, it is a nutshell that you're trying to. We're trying to obviously still allow people to live and you know to have a life, but you know to look awesome. Yeah, no, that that was kind of the main thing for me when I whenever I first started out doing it was that. I didn't want to turn into some uh, pretend that I'm different to what I am in the sense that I wanted to be able to coach people in the way that I live my life in that I'm still a massive, like I just got fresh out of university from being Mm -hmm. in the football team. I'm not going to lie and pretend that I don't love an app to have a party and go out and enjoy myself and still do the things that I enjoy. It doesn't mean that I can't still do achieve what I want to achieve in terms of fitness and health and life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you're just basically you're keeping it real, and yeah. you're helping changing others for your own experience, which that's just amazing. So, you know, fair play to you. And if I was a new, you know, someone scrolling ac- across your profile and seeing that, that you know, that definitely, I would definitely give you a follow and then start looking at, you know, what you're about and, you know, the fact that you are helping people as well, um, with you know, everybody's after that, aren't they? Wouldn't, you know, would you agree that we would all love our cake and eat it to have an awesome body and then to be able to have a few pints on a Friday night and, you know, a bit of cake or whatever, you know, barbecues sure coming up. So, you know, I think what's really cool, you're basically saying that we can still do this and with a life and a lot of people still see, unfortunately, in our industry, still see this big, you know, black hole that, oh, I've got to start this diet to get this body. And they don't, you know, as long as they change a couple of things, like you said, and they can still have things they love and, you know, the the social occasions, but they just need that right guidance and support. And 
obviously that's where you know how we how we work how we roll isn't it to be fair <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. It's, yeah, it's that kind of, it's not that obviously, don't get me wrong, you have to make some sort of sacrifices and uh, yeah. you, can't, you can't do everything your own way because then that's when it's out of hand. <laughs> Until you spit your dummy out of the pram, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> there, there is that line between, obviously, I get a lot of people who come to me and they obviously they want that aspect of having their own life, but mm -hmm. you've got to then find that balance of, yeah, you want that those parts, but you are going to have to give up having cake for breakfast that's just a random example but it's not all your own way yeah you've got to find that happy medium in between absolutely they've got to sacrifice some bits however you know i mean i don't know how you work jamie with things like that but setting um i always use this term like setting lampposts so i'll say right get me to the first lamppost get me to the next one and the lamppost will be you know a free meal or it'll be a saturday downtime that type of thing for the general public you know i think yeah. that really helps sets people's mindset and it helps them to work towards their goal and it stops them from failing you know yeah would you agree yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. If you, it's it's that kind of if like like we've said with um, when we've been working with Ollie about the like gamifying it thing. If you've got that kind of that end point, mm. you know that there's a little bit to work towards that is going to be right. Oh, okay, I've got to that milestone, and then work on to the next one. Yeah, it, it makes it a little bit easier breaking it down into smaller chunks. Which yeah, yeah it's definitely. A, a more uh, kind of achievable way of going about it like yeah definitely well it'll be interesting to go into that but what we're going to do today I think will be really good idea because you know we've got the gyms opening that's basically knocking at our door a lot of people are going to be going in the gym empty-handed they're going to end up in this atmosphere of the gym oh my god they're going to be they're going to look they're going to look like tourists do with you yeah. know the heads where oh my god what am I doing it's going to feel so so I, I, th I think that if we start talking maybe about training methods, yeah. um, you know, newbie gains and, you know, what would you, what would your best advice be um, to someone starting out? I mean, we're practically all going to be walking out with the massive doms and stuff, but even also experienced lifters. So, you know, there's going to be a lot out there that are going to be really anxious to be going back to the gym. I just want to give them a little bit of help and hand from us that, you know, what, what can we advise them? Um, you know, how can we avoid them losing track and losing interest and keeping that journey going? So what training methods would you say are best going to? So I like, obviously for first stepping back in the gym, uh, in terms of the main bit of advice I'd give is don't, not go back because you're worried you haven't got the perfect training plan in place mm -hmm. in the sense that don't wait around trying to figure out what is the absolute perfect thing that you're going to do it there there isn't a perfect like an absolute mm. perfect way of doing this like it's, mm -hmm. it's new to so many people in terms of coming back from a long period out so just getting back in and and working is going to be the best and yeah working out again is going to be the best thing that you can do just obviously take some things into consideration which i'm sure we'll go through a yeah. few things to take into consideration but don't like don't not go back because you're you haven't figured out the exact way that you've got it the exact rep range and the exact weight um percentages yeah. that you've got to use to get back in like just get back in take it easy and ease yourself back in and do the and, kind of things that we'll and just soak through. the atmosphere up isn't it and you know yeah. it's it's better than nothing 
and yeah. then maybe like you say baby steps in and then look yeah. for a trainer or a coach you know and you know my advice as well especially to newbies that are coming on board just grab someone on the gym floor you know I'm sure you yeah. wouldn't mind someone tapping you on the shoulder I mean obviously not when you're working with someone one-to-one -one, but you know have you got a few minutes to show me this have you got the confidence to do that or book um you know half an hour with a PT just to yeah. induct you into the equipment I mean I'd be happy doing that and I know you would be if yeah. someone actually had the balls to come up to you and said I don't know what I'm doing can I just have half an hour and you know it's pennies better than walking away thinking I don't know what I'm doing I'm just going to walk out the door and I'm not going to come back so yeah I, I think you're right you know excuse me Suki's just decided to go barky barky <laughs> I've got a new baby chow chow to be fair you know what it's always the way she never ever barks and I'm trying to force her to bark going making stupid noises at her and she just barks on the podcast <laughs> making her appearance <laughs> so anyway we're talking about training go for it yeah no so yeah like you say I, I would always advise just to ask for help mm-hmm it was something that when I first started, I, I hated doing it as like a teenage lad, 16. Yeah. I was like, if anything, I, I hated it when like people would offer, well, I don't need help. But it, it you definitely do. Like everyone needs help. Even now, yeah. I, I will still ask people that are in a more knowledgeable position for help. It's something that you never stop doing is needing that help from someone who knows the answer. And it just saves saves you all that time of not knowing if you just kind of pluck up the courage to ask. It's... It's yeah, super, it's superb advice that I couldn't have put it better myself, to be fair, you know, even asking experienced pe people like what you've just said, I do exactly the same. And that's the beauty about the fitness industry, isn't it? You know, we're always learning. There's always, there's never a perfect training method. There's never, like you said, the perfect sets, reps. But if you, you know, battle yourself with all of that information, you're just not going to do it. Because yeah. you've just got too many lumps in the road, to, you know, to get there. I, I agree. So, if that is the case, then to some listeners, um, like, what would your go-to be um, if you were to write a, a program for, you know, a starter? How, just would you do it dead basic? You know, what? How would you go around designing that for them? Yeah. So, like, for me personally, I would obviously, if you're if you're training with a trainer, it makes it a lot better because obviously mm -hmm. they can help with understand helping you understand the actual movements and form and things like that um but obviously if you are going into the gym like say take it easy don't be pushing yourself to absolute <laughs> failure on dangerous ri risky lifts. Like, yeah don't i love safety first jamie safety first get it out there <laughs> but yeah don't be going in and on your first day in the gym trying to do some next level drop sets on on barbell back squats and ending up not being able to get up and falling back on the floor and mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff just go in and <laughs> le learn some actual movement first um yeah like like with all the compound lifts your squats mm -hmm. your presses and your rows and your deadlifts and all that kind of stuff go in and learn those movements with some free weights like barbells and dumbbells but don't don't go in and push yourself to the point of failing on those mm -hmm. kind of exercises I'd say, especially at the beginning level, use something that I, I wouldn't have ever advised quite a while back. I was dead like, nah, nah, just go in and just do, just push yourself <laughs> on the free weights, go on, go for it. But it's something I've kind of like learned a lot more in the last like year or two 
it's kind of especially at the beginning stage stay stay away from getting too close to failure with the heavy free weights at, mm-hmm. at the beginning level and you use the machines for that they're they're there and they're designed mm-hmm. for for that purpose of being able to push yourself and be safe at the same time yeah and you're going to be a lot better off if you fail on using a hammer strength chest press than an actual bench press all you have to do is just drop the drop the machine yeah. and you're out as opposed to being trapped underneath the bar <laughs> absolutely i agree i would probably go my go-to would be the machines yeah. um just to get them a bit, one as well to improve confidence um yeah. and then they you know they can kind of like venture out once they're feeling a little bit in their comfort zone with the machines but you can get a good old you know circuit base you know on them machines that you know some of them are, re- are really good now aren't they? even in the commercial gyms and you know yeah. the gyms but you know so as a new member i would definitely just like you say spend time safety first yeah. <laughs> and then get on um but if it's something that they obviously wanted to invest in you know in the future then they could like you say jump on board with an with a pc or online coaching um i think i would definitely best advise that of course um if, if they're looking to take it serious you know and yeah. they're staying in the gym um yeah absolutely i would i would agree let's see what other questions we've got here for you um, so yeah, I just wanted to ask you and just to pick your brains a little bit in a little bit more into in depth into training. So when it comes to like hypertrophy training, everybody loves hypertrophy training. Yeah. Not a lot of people, <laughs> I know you're smiling, a lot of other other people don't really talk about strength and combined in the two. Now I sit in the middle between the two. I, when I write my programs and, you know, my clients, I'm even personally myself, mine are set up. So I've got a little bit of a mixture. So I visit high volume and then I'm I'm such a, honestly, I couldn't, my endurance to do high volume, I was always taught, I was taught from, you know, the, the, the many, many years, I was, you know, from my young, from a young lifting, I, I actually learned with a heavy old school bodybuilder. So a lot of my sessions were going green, where's the bucket, have the bucket, you know, honestly to that extent, because, you know, this this dude had me, and don't get me wrong, that was, I love old school bodybuilding. That's why, you know, I love the bodybuilding industry. So I do know how to train properly. And, and, and my body over time has just got used to doing high volume training. So I do like to obviously have a bit of mixed in there. So I'll have things like a top set to back off sets, you know, working sets, that type of thing. So what would you advise and and what do, what would you do for hypertrophy training? Yeah. So I'm very similar in you and that kind of, I'm in the, I'm in a mix in that mm. I obviously, I love the physique side in terms of hypertrophy training and trying to build up muscle mass and everything like that. But yeah. I, I am, a massive fan of oh good high five (laughs) you can't beat it in terms of my actual training i enjoy the big heavy sets so much more than the high volume sets until i do i enjoy both so that's a lie i enjoy both but i always want to start my sessions with a big heavy lift yeah and that that is always something that i've done for ages now like especially with 
like for people that know me know how much I bang on about bench press just not for any reason that I think it's the best exercise in the world most optimal thing I just love it personally and enjoy it and enjoy getting stronger at it um it was something that I've been working really hard on during my kind of bulking phase this this winter in getting a stronger bench but it, it, that is kind of something that I've always included and like to include in my other in not yeah. to the extent that I do it but take something from that in terms of having those heavier lower rep range sets at the beginning to build the strength up and then move on as the sessions go on into that kind of more higher volume um hitting the higher rep range and as the session goes on and you get more fatigued lowering the weight higher rep range more volume kind of kind of uh that kind of work um yeah that that is the kind of the general method that i use is obviously the starting heavy with a more powerful compound and then moving yeah, down. Yeah, sounds nice. Sounds a nice transition. We'll have to do one of your programs <laughs> and <laughs> test it. How do you find that your clients adapt to that? Because I like the idea of you've kind of like um, adapted your personal um, evidence, if you like, trial, which you're doing yourself, and you've put that into your you know, your clients as well in them designing them programs with that in mind. That's, that's pretty cool, to be fair. Yeah, no, I find that the best thing about it is that it kind of, it also takes a lot of pressure off of pure physique and how it looks in that if you also add in the performance side of it in terms of if I can get them on board mm-hmm. with wanting to get stronger and taking a lot of pride out of the numbers as well. Yeah. It it takes a lot of like kind of the mental stress of them being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not looking any different because it the look side of things takes a long time to yeah. notice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's but, like watching paint dry, isn't it? Sometimes yeah. with muscle growth. Literally, it it's it, it. For example, over this bulk, I I would have no idea if I'm making progress or not because it's at that kind of I'm at that stage where I can't notice the small differences at all, really, right. until, until I kind of cut down. But I can notice the numbers going up in the gym. Mm-hmm. I can notice that I'm getting stronger. I can notice certain things getting easier and things like that. And that is. If I didn't have that side of it, if I wasn't focusing on those numbers and enjoying the numbers getting bigger, I I think I'd hate all this phase of training in the yeah. sense that I'd be like, is this even? Am I even improving? Am I getting better? Because it's not mirror based and how I'm looking is taking pride in getting stronger and enjoying it, and that makes it a lot more enjoyable going into a yeah. session. Thinking, ah, oh, I'm going to try even heavier today. This is going to be fun. Well, exactly yeah exactly great point that you make I mean we could talk about um making vis- like you say there's no visible evidence that you in off season if you like that you are making that progress so it's really important to actually track your progress so do you track your progress on paper form the good old school logbook or do you do digital how, how would you recommend that so I think that is it's completely down to you. Like I completely get having it in paper form, and it's something mm-hmm. that I, it's something I almost wish I did ages ago, yeah. so that I had that evidence. Because I, I always did it. I would do it for periods, and then I'd I wouldn't do it one session, and then that would mean that I didn't do it the next session. It's the same with any habit that you're trying to build. Once you like, I needed to get in the real swing of things. And back in the day when I was at university and training was all over the shop, it was something I never did consistently enough. Mm-hmm. to have that look but so now i end up doing it on like on the apps that i'm using for training yeah. where i've got my programs and i just track it in there instead but it's same thing like do you use the logbooks 
Um, I have both. Um, personally, for my own training, I've got paper logbook because I am just easily distracted. I'm a nightmare. And it's just part of being a coach. You know, if, if my phone bleeps, I want to answer to my client. So yeah. what I do is, I and I encourage my clients to do this as well, I airplane mode it, headphones on, and I've got a paper form, so I've got no distractions. But I'm pretty much like yourself. I will track and then not track for that session and then go, oh, just it, it, it was about in, in that pin, you know, yeah. and that's where you go wrong, isn't it? And how are we yeah. supposed to make that track? But um, I do have logbooks, digital for my clients that they can use, but I do encourage them to give, you know, to, to do paper because I don't want them to be distracted. So, yeah. you know, what you obviously yourself, have you got both? Do you, do you encourage both? I, if I a hundred percent agree that yeah. I am guilty, just the same that yeah. <laughs> when I'm in the gym, I'll have my phone there and I'll be looking at my work, like my session plan yeah. one minute. And then the next I've say, for example, had like a, uh, just a brainwave of, oh, I wonder what that actually is like. I wonder, and I'll start Googling different things and I'll end up in a rabbit hole and then I'll get a message from a client that I'll then want to reply and then I'll, exactly. it'll give me a content idea yeah. and then I'm down a rabbit hole and it's been about half an hour since my warm-up set and I've got to now re-warm up and get back into the workout. No, so it is no. an issue and it's something that I probably, I, I need to get a proper logbook and start doing that myself so that I can just put my phone down have the music playing but not actually get distracted by it yeah well, I definitely yeah, I, I recommend track 100 percent track your workouts whatever mm-hmm. works best for you but if you are getting distracted on your phone maybe track oh yeah it. i'm an absolute nightmare literally yeah. i'm either filming you know filming a yeah. set or going oh that you know i'm terrible i'm I, you know so i when i go back to the gym i've got to make you know i've got to make that clear to myself that you know, phones off. I've got me paper. I'm following a plan, and you know, you know, work towards my own personal goal. So, yeah, it, tracking is so important, isn't it? And if you don't do it from the off, you, you know, and you don't get into that routine of doing it, it's easy to fall off that wagon and then understand a couple of months later, well, why aren't I any better? And yeah, you know, we've got to practice what we preach as well. So we're at least <laughs> going into hypertrophy strength training and all that we need to know you know you don't just go into like strength training if you haven't got your hypertrophy right and you know it's it's really important especially if you're working with someone professionally you've got to be recording stuff so they've got evidence and how do you ask for that evidence from your clients you know if you how do you know what they're doing if you know because we're online yeah so are you talking about like weight in terms of like their weight in the gym progress and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So do you, so do you have a logbook? Yeah. Um, so in the app, in the like online coaching app that I use, it yeah. has bits where you can log the weight and obviously things like that. And you can put the rep range. So obviously I give a rep range to hit, but you can, you can, if obviously I encourage if you're to, if it's a certain exercise, I want them to improve reps, they can change the reps and put what reps they hit and mm-hmm. the weight they used. And that way they can then look back at their own history of the exercises and how they were say two months ago to now, or uh, I can go back and look at the history, how they're getting on, if they're improving that sort of thing. So yeah, the coaching software that I use has it. Which which app do you use, Jamie? I use my PT hub. Yeah, me too. I've got that too. Yeah, it is good. It's a good app, isn't it? It's dead, dead user friendly, isn't it? Yeah. It's 
it's the one I've used from the start and it's it it does the job and it's got that new little have you seen the new little habit feature on it that's I think no oh we missed out oh Oh, I'll have to see that is that really Uh, cool you they've put it in it's like you can assign um your clients different habits to and they can it will come up on their main page to tick off as they go throughout the day so if you wanted them for example I've given all of my clients to have 500 ml of water first thing in the morning and Mm -hmm. they can then tick and it's quite a little useful oh, thing. Oh, that's really good. Ticking boxes, like to-do lists. If I've got ticking boxes, just makes me feel a lot more accomplished <laughs> at the end of the day. Yeah. So if that, my clients can have that as well. More of... accountable as well. That, that, yeah. you know, that's a biggie, isn't it, Being the, having the accountability? But, yeah, it's a cool app. I use it too, and it does get, you know, that what we need to get out of that app and yeah. um yeah I like it it's a good it's a good one there's a few flying around isn't there and you know there's the true coach and the PT Not distinction the yeah, yeah yeah but no yeah, I, I, I agree <laughs> and what I don't fancy doing is moving everything across you've got to start from scratch oh yeah, no, I think I'm I am going to stick with my PT hub and obviously all of them will all get better as well mm. so like it's slightly anything that is a bit of an issue with the one that you're on it's likely that issue will be fixed and made better and they'll all get the same features in the end and everything like that so yeah absolutely so we're coming to the end now so i just wanted to ask you a bit of a fun question um so just off the cuff then so when you're in the gym can you think of an exercise what you've witnessed that is just damn right hilarious like you know can you think of anything that's really chuckled you? There was one that really did kind of strike me and as I, it kind of caught me off guard as I was walking around the gym, but it was a guy that was on the, the, the lap pull down mm-hmm. and he was using it to pull down, mm-hmm. but he kind of had his shins wedged under the pad and was oh, lying like, flat lying with his feet kind of wedged in and pulling it right the way back. So his whole body oh. was off the, Wow. That that yeah. one was hard. I was very confused seeing that. And what did and you do? Did you just leave him so you were laughing at him? <laughs> this was a few years ago when I wasn't I wasn't a PC. I was just in the gym, so I just kind of gave it a little right. That's that's not my problem today. Oh that's hilarious. Say something, but yeah, that was that was an odd one to see. What about yeah, you? Yeah, that that's just amazing. You know what? Um, I've worked at the university for 15 years and I've seen some comedy ones. Um, there was a Chinese lady on the treadmill and this is not no joke. I am telling you, she was reading one of it, what looked like an essay or something, walking the other way around. (laughs) How was she doing that? I do not know. Not just that, just to top it off. She was fully clothed with her coat on. Like she was just out. It was like she she'd gone for a backwards walk outside, and you know, honestly, some some of the students that I see, you know, I work for the University of Liverpool, Liverpool, and honestly, it's so funny. It's like why I'm, you've got to you've got to leave them to to like you know I mean you go up to them like what are you doing because with the University of Liverpool, Liverpool their treadmills are quite close together. Yeah. So if she goes off, it could be a domino effect. So, you know, this has been loads of incidents. So obviously you've got to go up to her and say, as hilarious as you are, lady, like, why are you dressed like that for a start? It's not gym attire. And, you know, did you realize you're walking on the treadmill backwards? 
Honestly, so, so funny. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how she was doing it. I mean, the coordination, fair play to her. You know, but yeah, just thought I'd ask you that question just for a laugh anyway. So to that end, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And I'm sure people that are listening, you know, took some value from this. Um, but before you leave, just give us a little insight. Is You know, people want to start following you and looking into you. Where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so um, if you wanted to find me on Instagram, it would be at jamieharper underscore PT. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the I think the same same goes. Well, no, Jamie Harper personal training on Facebook and mm-hmm. website www.jamieharperpersonaltraining.com. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the main main places. Obviously, the Instagram. That's where I do a lot of my kind of daily stuff. Um, and yeah, any kind of coaching and things like that. That's where to find me. I'm based in the Surrey, in this like Surrey and Hampshire area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I actually personally train out of. But online coaching, obviously, is anywhere. It's anywhere, any place, anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's how to mainly find me. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much, and hopefully we can get you back on and we can talk maybe post lockdown. See how we're getting yeah. on. Yeah, everything's going. <laughs> Have a great day, dude. I'll speak to you Thank soon. You.